La ilaha illallah. Bismillah. Innalhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu, astainuhu, astagfiruhu, wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina min sayyati amalina. Ayahdilu falamudillallah, wa ma'yudlilu falahadillah. Asyadu la ilaha illallahu wahduhu la shrikallah. Wa asyadu anna muhammadin abduhu wa rasul. Ma'bad. Ya ayyuladina amanu attaqallah. The translation plus or minus might be the praise and the thanks is due to Allah alone. And we seek His help and His guidance. And we seek refuge in Him from the evil of our deeds, our sayyat. Whomever Allah guides, there is none to misguide. But whoever Allah misguides, there will be none that can guide them. I bear witness and open testimony without any embarrassment that there is only one true God to worship. In the statement in Arabic, La ilaha illallah, there is none worthy of worship. There's no gods or any object of worship anywhere, any place, any time. Illallah. Except Allah. And of course that means all the worship then is due only to Him. And He has no partners. And I bear witness and open testimony that Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, 1400 years ago in the desert of Arabia, was the prophet, the messenger of Almighty Allah. He was the Khatman Anbiya, the seal of all of the prophets, from Adam and Abraham, and Moses, and David, and Solomon, and Jesus Christ, peace be upon all of them. And then I said, or translate to English, O you who believe, attaqallah. I didn't translate taqwa, did I? Because why? If I put it in English, it's going to be just like some of the other words that we've been talking about recently. You can't say one word to equal this word from the Arabic language, or especially from the intent coming to you from Quran. If you say pious, piety, God-fearing, it's not enough. It's not enough. Although it's not wrong, it's not enough. Gasoline will burn in your automobile. If you have a regular combustion engine, gasoline will burn. There's nothing wrong with buying gasoline. Even if it's just a little drop or two, it won't hurt it. But it's not going to take you anywhere. You need more. And the English language can't provide it. So you have to get explanations in English. And that's why when we have dialogues with the non-Muslims, or the non-Arab speakers, even amongst the Muslims, there's a difficulty in bringing the heavy message of the Qur'an. 
And let's go back and look again at this word taqwa. What are we talking about? And is it important? And why are you getting hung up on that? You didn't even start the khutbah. You're stopping us. We didn't even go anywhere yet. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I was amazed when I came out of Christianity into Islam because I don't feel like I left my brain. I don't feel like I left the things that I loved. I feel like I increased in what I had and I feel like that I got closer to what I love the most which is my God, my Lord. Had to throw away a few misconceptions, that's all. Straighten out a little bent place in the road that I was running down. But it came back to, this is very similar to some of the topics at least, some of the concepts, but it's the detail and the impact that's missing. Sort of like a tiger with no teeth. It's still a tiger, but what's he going to do? I don't mean to underplay the position of the Dalala of the Nasrani. I don't mean to do that, because it's Dalala. But at the same time, I don't want to just throw them all out and say that, okay, all the Christians are no good. This is wrong. Alhamdulillah, we just came from a meeting with a couple of Christian gentlemen, business people here, one a professor as a matter of fact. Very nice people. Just have some concepts a little bit different. Willing to talk about it. Very kind, very gentle. We had a good dialogue. I learned something from them. I hope and pray they learn something from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has delivered to us. But let's go back to our word taqwa. And why is this important to me? I said the translation of something, whoever Allah guides, there's none to misguide, right? Did you buy that? Okay. And I said that whoever he misguides, he's not going to be guided. And if you went for that, then what does it mean? It really means we need this. But how much do we need it? Right after the Fatiha in the Quran. Right after the Fatiha in the Quran. Look what Allah says. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام ذلك كتاب الله فيه للمتقين Wait a minute. Let's stop. Pull up right here. I heard that word متقين. What's that? From what? From taqwa. Okay, back up, back up, back up. The meaning in English may be close. This is the book, Kitab, wherein there's la rebafi, no doubt. There's no doubt in this book, and look at this, and it is Hidayah, Huda, guidance. Uh oh, there's that word we're looking for. It's guidance. From who? Well, who revealed the Quran? Allah. Guidance from Allah. This is what we just said. The, the only guidance is going to be from Him. And here it is. This is the guidance for the mutakin. Wait a minute. For the taki. Somebody has to have taqwa. What's taqwa? If I get that down, hey, there's a chance for me here, right? Check it out. We went to the scholars and we asked them, what is that exactly? Piety, 
Is that what it means? Or piousness? Or God-fearing? They said, actually, it means to put a hijab or a petition between you and something. I went, huh? How am I going to put something between me and Allah? He said, not Allah. You're putting something between you and the ghazab, the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Although we know Allah is al-wadud, which means what? The loving. He's the loving God. He's also the one who can deal out a horrible punishment. So I need something between me and that punishment. What is it? Well, he's going to describe it to you. Keep reading the verse. Look what he said. It's the source of guidance. Who did the mutakin? Alladina yu'minuna bil ghaybi wa yu'kimuna salata wa mimma razaknahum yunfikum. These are the people that believe in the unseen. And this is a part of the Aqidah, the belief of the Muslim, that there are six points that we believe. We believe in Allah, He's unseen. Yes? We believe in His angels, and they're unseen. We believe in the jinn. They're there. Surto jinn, chapter 72 in the Quran. I heard some Muslims arguing and said, oh, that's just, you know, like, not really. Say, well, then why did Allah really put the verse, the whole surah, in the Quran? And other surahs in the Quran about the subject of the jinn. We have to believe in that. We believe in the heaven. And we believe in the hell. These are important matters for us to believe. Al-Ghaib. And they spend out of what Allah gives them. Their rizq. Their rizq. Allah gives it to them. And then it's a test to see will they spend it on the poor. Will they give it to the orphans. And will they do charitable work with it? Or will they hoard it up and think that it will somehow protect them? And Allah talks about that in Juza'ama in the Quran. Warning about those people who try to gather up wealth and hope that it will protect them. He says, a curse. And a woe unto those people because of what they're doing. So let's focus now on the rest of the translation of this and sum it up. He talks, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the way of a person. You can see the way of this person. He has to establish salat. He has to establish the zakah. He has to establish certain things. Now, you might say, well, I don't see, by the way, uh, there's nothing about fasting in that ayah. Well, guess what? Same surah, surah Baqarah, ayah 183. Go and see. Ya you ladina amanu. Oh, you who believe. It's been ordered for you to fast. Like it was ordered for the people before. Just the same. Ordered before, ordered again, the same. Fasting the month of, and he said the word Ramadan in the verse. That's on which calendar? The moon calendar. The Muslim calendar. So we have to fast. He also says in the same surah about Hajj. You can look in about a little bit before that in Surah Baqarah. Talking about the Hajj 
And there's other places as well in the Quran. So we know that these are the things we have to do. And all of this is needed for what? Taqwa. But he still continues in the same verse talking about that you have to believe in what's been sent down to Muhammad and you have to believe in what has been revealed before. In Qabli. And you have to believe in and this is where he mentions in the Akhra, in the next life. And these are the people who are successful with their Lord. And these are the ones who are on guidance of Allah. The Huda that we ask for in Edina Salatul Mustaqim. The word Edina, by the way, is the word Huda. It has a different emphasis because it's the imperative or the asking or telling. You know, like like Quran and Qari and Iqra. So this is Edina as opposed to Huda or Hidayah. So we said, Edina Sarata Mustaqim, guide us to the straight path. And immediately he told you where's the guidance. This is the guidance. This is the book for the guidance. Right here. Now ask yourself a question. When was the last time I sat down with the Quran and read it? When was the last time I had a regular schedule every day that I'm going to sit and read this guidance that's going to help me get the taqwa that I need to be guided. It all works together. How can I be a Muslim without reading the Quran? If you don't have a Quran program in your masjid or in your Islamic center, you have to establish one today. It's not optional. You might have thought it was yesterday, but it's not optional. Because if you don't do it and you're living in Dar al-Kufr and Dar al-Harb, the place that's the enemy to Islam, who will protect you? Who will guide you? You put the TV on regularly. No problem. Somebody asks you to turn on TV, you're right there with your remote control. Blip! Somebody asks you to read the Quran for 30 minutes. 30 minutes? You know how long 30 minutes is? But you have no problem watching TV for two hours. You even be late to work if you want to see something really good on TV. You even blow up the whole day. Man, today's the game. You want me to miss the game? What about the Quran? Oh, that. Oh, that. Oh, that happens to be the only way you're going to figure it out so you can get through this life to get to the next life. Oh, that. SubhanAllah. Alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wake us up. And give us the Hidayah to understand how to get the Hidayah. I mean. Bismillah, alhamdulillah. Wassalat wa salam al Rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sabi ajma'in. فَإِنَا إِسْتَقُوا هِدِيتِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرُ الْحَدِيَ حَدِيَ مُحَمَّدِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Praises to Allah, the peace and blessings be for His Prophet Muhammad and for those of His family and those after them that follow this right way. The best stories, hadith, are in the Book of Allah. The best speech is in the book of Allah. The best following 
is to follow Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And the worst of all actions is to innovate something in the religion of Islam. Those innovations are astray going. And all the astray goings are misguidance and all the misguidance leads to hell. And this that I just translated for you has been said by every khatib all the way back to the ulama at the time of the sahabi, of the scholars at the time of the companions of Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him. And he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, peace be upon him, taught them to say this in speeches and khutbas and mahadharas and anything that they do because it's important to mind this subject about what? Bid'ah. very dangerous. And one of the bid'ahs that I hate the most is the one about people running around pointing their finger and saying, bid'ah, 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 bid'ah. I can't take it. Now, I never hit a Muslim yet. But that's when I start getting close, when they start getting in my face. with it. I can't take that. Walk up to me and, brother, your beard is too short and your pants are too long and your misrex too, too wet and your blah, 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 blah. And you go, what are you talking about? If I got something wrong, this is not how you do it. You get out in front of all these people and point to me and say, your Arabic doesn't sound very good. Well, what do you want? I'm from Texas. It's not funny. We got people driving each other out of the masjid with this nonsense. Oh, brother, the Prophet ﷺ, he never did so and so. How do you know he never did it? Did you read all the hadith? Have you memorized 100,000 hadith? If not, I highly suggest that you go read more and talk less. I'm the least in knowledge of all of you here. I have no problem saying that. I don't care. But I'm willing to learn. And that's a horrible bit out to go around and telling people, oh, it's wrong, that's wrong, and you don't know what you're talking about, my shaking. Well, who cares? The thing that bases everything in Islam is on what? What is it based on, really and truly? And I'm not even talking about Quran and Sunnah, which, of course, that's the source. Everything's based on what? It's all based on your heart. Everything starts in that heart. And if you come and damage my heart or the heart of these beautiful brothers, if you do that to them, you've done something worse than stepping on the Quran, and that's a capital punishment according to Imam Malik. They cut your head off for stepping on Quran, and I'm telling you, this is worse than that to damage the hearts of the Muslims. There's a precious commodity in this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no regard for this dunya, by the way. The hadiths clear if this dunya is even equal to the wing of a mosquito. The whole dunya, if it was even a wing of a mosquito to Allah, then in this case he would not give kufar a sip of water to drink. I think you can see this huge comparison and understand Allah doesn't need this dunya. Yet there is a precious commodity and that's the heart of the Muslim, the heart of the believer and Allah loves this heart. And you have brothers running around, on the other hand, though, saying, well, 
I don't know. I don't have to pray because, you know, and I don't have to fast. And, I, you know, uh, I take it easy. Allah wants it easy for me. I don't need a beard. A sister saying, I don't need hijab. Blah, 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 blah. You hear this stuff? Why? Because I love Allah. I heard that when I was a Christian. Same story. I love Allah. Allah is love. And I love Allah. Allah loves me. And we're just divine, happy family. Duh! The Prophet was commanded by Allah in the Quran to answer people who talk like that. Say to them, Muhammad, when they come up with this jazz about how much they love you or they love me, just say to them, follow me. Follow me. Then and only then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. And then He will forgive your sins because He's the forgiver and the merciful. But not until then. So these guys that are coming up with this stuff about, well, I don't, I, I don't know about those hadiths, brother. And I, I'm not so sure that we have to follow the prophets. I don't know about that. I just believe the Quran and that's it. Just the Quran. I say, so you have half a shahada. La ilaha illallah and zap. What about Muhammad Rasulullah? How do you say that? What is that has no meaning if you don't follow what he taught? Hello? Wake up. So it's time for us to wake up and realize that if we're going to be real mutakin, real believers, real people of this Quran, then we have to understand that the Quran can only be explained by the Prophet Wasallam. Quran explains Quran and the Prophet ﷺ explains Quran and we don't need somebody with two PhDs living in El Paso, Texas or Las Cruces, New Mexico to tell us something that we never heard before about the Quran. Especially when they're not even Muslims to start with. So let's take it easy, lighten up on each other and realize that we're all trying to go the same way. Let's love each other for the sake of Allah. Let's go back to the book and spend an hour a day reading it. Spend some time. And then let's also pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He guide us. Wake us up and guide us to this truth. Amen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me for my poor way of delivering this speech. But I think you can understand it came from the heart. And I love all of you for the sake of Allah because you're my real brothers. And I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I don't want anything bad to happen to me either. We live in a hard time. We need some good advice. We need somebody to talk to us straight from the heart that knows what they're talking about. I don't mean I'm an expert, but I know this subject. If we don't pull together, or as they say, if we don't hang together, we're all going to hang separately. So we need to work together on the truth. So let's make that a, a, a commitment right now that we're going to do that. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasma wa fi al-akhirati hasma wa fi nadab al-nar. Allahumma inni zalamtu nafsi dhomin kathirin wa la yagfru dhu nubi ila ant. Tukfirli magfirtim in indika wa rahamni in akhantik al-fur-rahim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad kama salaita ala Ibrahim wa ala Ali Ibrahim in akhantik al-majid. Ameen. Ikam as-salaam.